If you will join me in your pew Bibles on page 753 of the Old Testament. Page 753. The sermon text for this morning is a piece of prophetic scripture. It's prophecy. It is a foretelling of what will be. It is a message for the world and for the church about God's love concerning God's people. This prophecy is one of hope. Specifically, it's hope for people who have broken their covenant with God. Hope for people who have practiced idolatry and injustice. Hope for a people who will be exiled and taken captive by the northern Babylonian empire. This is a message from the prophet Jeremiah, who is a messenger of God's justice and God's grace. He is a messenger both to Israel and to all the nations. Listen for the word of the Lord. Chapter 31, starting in verse 7. For thus says the Lord, sing aloud with gladness. Didn't, didn't you just do that choir? Sing aloud, okay, joy, all right, good, sing good, God's good. Sing aloud with gladness for Jacob and raise shouts for the chief of the nations. Proclaim, give praise and say, save, O Lord, your people, the remnant of Israel. See? I am going to bring them from the land of the north and gather them from the farthest parts of the earth, among them the blind and the lame, those with child and those in labor, a great company. They shall return here. With weeping they shall come, and with consolations I will lead them back. I will let them walk by brooks of water in a straight path in which they shall not stumble. For I have become a father to Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. Hear the word of the Lord, O nations, and declare it in the coastlands far away. Say, he who scattered Israel will gather him and will keep him as a shepherd, a flock. For the Lord has ransomed Jacob and has redeemed him from hands too strong for him. They shall come and sing aloud on the height of Zion, and they shall be radiant over the goodness of the Lord, over the grain, the wine, and the oil, over the young of the flock and the herd. Their life shall become like a watered garden, and they shall never languish again. Then shall the young women rejoice in the dance, and the young men and the old shall be merry I will turn their mourning into joy. I will comfort them and give them gladness for sorrow. I will give the priests their fill of fatness, and my people shall be satisfied with my bounty, says the Lord. Amen. Prophecy. For the past month, our ears have been filled with prophecy. The prophecies of Isaiah, Jeremiah, Samuel, Micah, Hosea, David, all have given us glimpses of what will be. They've been laid before us as evidence of God's goodness that the Messiah is coming. That Abraham's offspring, through Abraham's offspring, all nations on the earth will be blessed. 
that a star will come out of Jacob, a scepter will rise out of Israel, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse, from his roots a branch will bear fruit, the spirit of the Lord will be upon him. Out of you, O Bethlehem, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come one who for me will be the ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. The virgin will be with child. She will give birth to a son, and you will call him Emmanuel. Very good. Kevin knows prophecy. That Rachel will weep for her children, and that out of Egypt God will call God's son. All of these listed. And so just 11 days ago, we remembered and celebrated the fulfillment of these prophecies in the birth of Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us, a child whose genealogy is traced back to David, who was born of the Virgin Mary in Bethlehem, and the Holy Family had to flee to Egypt to escape the persecution of King Herod shortly after his birth. It's all there in black and white, Prophecies fulfilled. Christ has come. Salvation is ours. We did it. Yeah. Come on, church. We did it. Salvation is ours. The gifts have been opened. The food consumed. We toasted at midnight. Thanks be to God. My kids are going back to school. Pack it up. Well done. Everybody find somebody and give them a high five. Say, well done. Air fives. Does that feel right? Is it that simple? Is how Christmas works? Is it a checklist? Is it a fulfillment of this stuff? It feels weird, right? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Something's off. Maybe we got the dates wrong. Frank, did you read the right scripture? Ephesians, blessed be who blessed us in Christ, destined us for adoption, the good pleasure, glorious grace, redemption, forgiveness, lavished on us. No, this is all good stuff. Obtained an inheritance, marked with the seal of the prompt. No, that's all, that's good stuff. Maybe it was in the psalm for today. Maybe we did the wrong reading. Psalm 1. 47. Praise the Lord. How good it is to sing praises to our God. God is gracious. The Lord builds up, gathers the outcasts, heals the brokenhearted, binds up their wounds. No, that's still too good. Um, further on, strengthens the bars, blesses your children, grants peace within your borders, fills you with the finest of wheat. This is all good stuff. This is all good prophecy. I'm not used to this. There's no hellfire and damnation here. This is all good prophecy about what will be. We even heard from Jeremiah. God is going to gather people together, a great company. We are to be singing with gladness. There will be dancing and merrymaking. The priests shall have their fill. Yes, Lord. And all of God's people will be satisfied with God's bounty. Are you satisfied, church? 
That's a hard question for today. Are you satisfied with how the last two weeks have gone? Are you satisfied with the state of the world? Are you satisfied? That's a, it's, all God's people will be satisfied. That's a hard question. Satisfied with the outlook for our future, our children's future? Has Jeremiah's prophecy been fulfilled for all people? You know, there's this, there's this big lead up to Christmas. You know, all the decorating, the singing, the candles. And it's all very beautiful and holy and wonderful. And then sometimes it just hits that wall. Maybe it's just me. But sometimes it hits that wall after Christmas. And I'm going to confess that in some ways this morning, I am more tired and more weary than I feel like I should be. I am more troubled than comforted. I am more anxious than calm. Did y'all see the video of the Pope smacking that woman's hand? The Pope, y'all, smacking people. What about, um, anybody read that Washington Post article about the United Methodist Church? Some other news source, they're going to finally figure out how to um, split up our church the denominational mess that we're in. There's another general conference this year. They might have another general conference the year after that. I even saw somebody say they're going to have three general conferences in a row back to back to back to back because, you know, the one we had last year was just perfect and great and went over so well. (laughs) What about those images from Australia? Have you guys seen that fire in Australia? It is a fire that is roughly the size of the state of West Virginia. Scientists estimate that close to half a billion native animals have been killed and fear that some species of animals and plants may have been wiped out completely. All that and peak fire season is only just beginning. It's a whole continent almost covered in smoke. Global warming is real, y'all. And I know this because I had the windows open in my house this last week. And I know this because I've seen people ice skating in shorts. (laughs) No joke. We took our kids to Massanutten over the break here thinking we're going to do some fun winter Christmas time activity. And they have a little ice skating rink there. And we walk down there and it's about the size of maybe four pews together. And it has this much water on it. And people are trying to ice skate around in shorts. I looked at that and said, no, we, if we want to go swimming, we go somewhere else. All that is happening and going on. Oh, and the whole missile strike on the Iranian General Soleimani, followed by the deployment of over 3,000 troops. World War III was trending on social media over the weekend. And the Selective Service System website crashed because so many people were logging on with questions and fears about another U.S. military draft. And the stabbings in New York at Hanukkah celebration, along with the ever-increasing acts of hate and targeted anti-Semitism, this is just the stuff that's happened since Christmas. And all of it makes me uneasy. It's unsettling. It's unsatisfactory. I am dissatisfied. 
And this is just like national global news. This is, doesn't even cover any local or personal struggles, our own individual pain or concerns and worries for our own safety and well-being, the things going on in our lives that affect us and our friends and our neighbors and our family members. It keeps me awake at night. And it's troubling to my soul. One of the all-time favorite United Methodist questions is, how is it with your soul? I hate it because the district superintendent always asks me that question. <laughs> Whenever we meet, Danny will look at me and go, so Phil, how is it with your soul? And it's this very open-ended kind of thing. But I, I get it in some capacity because your soul is a mix of all things of church, your community, your people, your family, all these things are affected. And so how is it with your soul? My soul is troubled. My soul is troubled because ours is a faith tradition that tells us that it's still Christmas. My soul is troubled at Christmas. Christmas is supposed to be this fulfillment of prophecy. It marks the beginning of our salvation. There's supposed to be peace on earth, goodwill. There were tidings of comfort and joy. And I know that God has said it, but I just don't feel all of those things right now. Even though that I know that for one more day, it's supposed to be Christmas. That's why all of our readings are still filled with hope with the promises of God's goodness. That's why the candles are still lit, why the decorations are still up. We have one more day to remember, to honor, and to celebrate all that Christmas is supposed to be. One more day to proclaim that light still shines in the darkness. That one more day to sing of peace amidst the language of war, to promote healing instead of hurt, and one more day to be moved by prophetic words of comfort, joy, and restoration. But with all that goes on around us and how quickly the secular world moves on, the radio stations change, the lights come down, the gifts are returned, it makes God's goodness all the more difficult to see and to feel sometimes. And because of that, there's one thing that I want to affirm in all of you here today on this, the last day of Christmas. I want to affirm that our faith is not easy. The things that we are called to believe, the way that we are called to live and interact with this world is not easy. It's very difficult to hear prophetic words about what shall be, what should be, or what will be, while experiencing the exact opposite is a very difficult way to live. It's extremely hard to do. It's difficult because ours is a faith that makes all things possible, but not easy. I got that on a little plaque in my office. Faith makes things possible but not easy. Ours is a faith that we have to learn how to use. It's something that we practice, something that we know we need help with, that we're still trying to perfect. 
It's difficult because our faith calls us to live into a future that is not our own, a future that has not yet been fully realized. Our faith invites us to push back against terror, fear, and scarcity, and instead proclaim the prophetic Christmas message of peace, joy, and abundance. So if you've already packed up your decorations or if you're going to be here later today to help, and if you still don't feel satisfied, if you feel as I do, as if peace has not yet come, if you're feeling anxious about what this next week, month, or year will bring, if there are troubles, fears, and doubts that keep you up at night, I want you to know that you are not alone. God is with us. You are not alone because others, even your pastors, still need to hear and believe these divine words of prophetic hope. Hear the word of the Lord, O nations, and declare it in the coastlands far away. Say, the one who scattered you will gather you back together and will keep you as a shepherd keeps their flock. For the Lord has ransomed you and has redeemed you from hands that were too strong for you. So come. Come and sing aloud on the mountain of the Lord. Be radiant and thankful for God's goodness. God's goodness over the food, over the drink, and over the healing. Rejoice with your children. Rejoice for your children because their life will become like a watered garden and they shall never languish again. And though it may seem difficult now, there will soon come a time when there will be dancing, when the young and the old shall be merry. God turns sadness into joy. God comforts us and gives us gladness for our sorrow. And all those who serve God and know God shall be satisfied. These are glimpses of what shall be, what will be, because our God has said it. This is our hope to share. This is our future to help create. This is now our prophecy to proclaim, and this is our faith to practice. This is Christmas. Amen.